Here we are again at the Banger in the Hangar Container Interviews. And holy shit, Carrie Jackson. Uh, we're all, we're kind of sitting between royalty right now. We we knew we were going to get one piece of the royalty pie, but we got two pieces with us. Hey, man, it's all legends when it's Banger Weekend. All man. legends. We have Mr. John Tex Gibson in the house and Mr. Nikki Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Thanks for coming on with us, guys. We appreciate it. Now, mostly our podcast is digging into history and all that kind of stuff, but we're doing a little shorter version here at the Bangers, so we're just going to kind of flow some stuff. Johnny, I tell you what, you know that everybody adores you. You're the Texas baby. You've been the guy since forever, skating and back with Caster and beyond that, but, you know, pretty much... Tell us the difference between what you think of a Texas skater and then everybody else. What makes it different? What made you different? What made the scene and all that? I guess because it was because I was like the first I got out there, go to California, compete, make a mark on the scene back in 79. Yeah. 1980, Gold Cup Series, all from that superstars of the 70s, you know. They came, they found me, they took me out there, I skated. And then the industry dropped out, and that's when we went underground. We yeah, came, it all came back. Texas came, all came together with that. Yeah, and there's obviously there's there's not enough time here for so many stories about yeah. those details, etc. But uh, you're iconic, and at that time, we've talked that Stuart Singer was one of the big skaters right there. Donnell Distribution and all that. Yes, were you, were you on an early team at that point in Houston before you went to the? Well, actually, you know, I started, it was all, people were riding for the skate park team, right? It what was, was yours? Coast, it was Gold Coast? Coast Skate Park. And then, you know, you had the Texas Pipeline, you had Skateboard City, Solid Surf. Everyone had their little cliques that were skating and we used to all compete against each other. Even the guys in Dallas with Free Flight Skate Park, Wizard, they would, we would go back and forth. And that's where I met Craig and Wilkes and Jeff, uh, Jeff Newton. You know, he had Zorlock. He was making those little boards out of his garage, asked me to ride for one. So I was riding for Zorlock actually before I got sponsored by Caster. Then after Caster, I went back to Zorlock. Right, right. Yeah. And we know the story of, of how your board shape came. It's one of the most iconics and all that. But uh, I want to bring in this guy also because I recently showed him a picture that I took of him on the hurricane, like 30, 90 or so. And so you guys would have known each other at that time. And this guy coming in from overseas, Denmark, right? Yeah, I came uh, out of Denmark, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. And uh, when I first uh, turned pro for GNS, uh, Ken Fillion, he turned pro at the same time. So GNS would send me over here for our first uh, contest in Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta. It was an NSA contest. And uh, I met uh, Johnny here and uh, we skated some pools together and we skated every day at the um, at the skate park of Houston. And I remember that the um, Ken Fillion bought an, like a new uh, black sports car and we were riding down the freeway listening to Metallica full blast on the way to the skate park. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, uh, Texas had a big impact uh, on my skating with all the good ramps at the su- skate park. You knew about Tex before then, way early, uh, obviously. Yeah, I was kind of later, you know, because I was over in Europe. So I turned pro in uh, January 1987. Yeah, so you, you, was came, already... you used to come out to uh, yeah. Houston and just 
no contest at all. Just like hang out with yeah. Billion and we're like, well, and that's the thing, the connection and why he has that. Not did he just only skate in those contests, but you have a Texas connection. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, just yeah. Came he just we came from He just came to hang out and skate. Neil Blender, too, came yeah. out would bring you and some other guys. Chris I Miller just, came over and... Yeah. Uh, and then I remember you came to uh, Europe with uh, Greg Johnson. No, it wasn't oh. me. I didn't oh. make it to Europe, okay. but that was Craig. And Craig was over there. Yeah, see, I, I had to make a choice. Either yeah, go to yeah. Europe with them or go to Brazil. And so yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I was writing for the Alva, Alva team. The Alva team was a uh, big, uh, what crazy. <laughs> I remember remember one time that uh, Greg Johnson, they ca he came to Europe and we were in this uh, French uh, bar and there was a billiard table and the Alva team comes in, you know, with leather jackets and all of a sudden, Greg Johnson's dreadlock gets stuck in a lamp on the wall. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, oh, what? And he pulls the dreadlock and the lamp the comes lamp on the up. wall, you know, and he's like, oh my God, are we going to get in trouble now, you know? And, no, because uh, he's like six Foot, he's six foot five, so yeah, you're not yeah. going to get in no, trouble no, no. with him, but that's <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, what were your impressions of Texas before you ever came here when you were just, you know, when you were getting started early 80s, you, you know, you were already in, you're already skating vert, you're getting sponsored, but you probably hadn't come over here yet. What no, was your... I came over and I saw all these videos and the pictures in the magazines of uh, of of uh, the clown ramp and also the skate park of Houston ramp and especially this one contest on the big Kahuna. On the Kahuna, the big yeah. Kahuna was just like a legend, legend. Uh, Which we wanted, oh, the, like we wanted to try it. Uh, right. Yeah. On the Kahuna, what color was it? What color was the paint? Do you remember? Blue blue it was usually red. blue. I think it was blue or yeah. gray. So, yeah, it was only red for that one contest. Okay, okay. So, but did so what kind of ramps did you guys have over there? Was it? it I'm assuming it wasn't quite that big, but we, we had smaller ramps. Did you? Uh, but I went a, f a few years to this uh, Swedish summer camp. They had the big ramps they had there. The big they had ramp the big there transitions. Uh, McGill he learned in '83 the the 540. Right, cause and then a year after in '84, uh, Tony Hawk he learned the uh, seven seven twenty. Yeah. And they said it was because of the bigger transitions, they had more time. Yeah, yeah. they said that, but uh, I could, I had a problem because our, our ramp was a little bit smaller. Right. So uh, it was hard to adapt, but... Uh, I remember seeing that ramp. It was Sweden, right? Yeah, Sweden, yeah. Yeah. The I photos look crazy. What was the surface on that? Because it wasn't steel. It looked like it was some weird fiberglass thing. Yeah, I think it was like a wood, wood, uh, plywood or something, some... Uh, Finish, finish, fly. Yeah, like, like birch or something. Yeah. Birch. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, at, at that time frame, one of the things, Johnny, that we've talked about, and, and obviously for both of you guys, is that the skate park of Houston and how important the Kahuna ramp was. And we know the story of the pros coming in from California and they were intimidated by it. But from that point on, it kind of changed the game in vert because you could really get your airs much higher. You could really boost. And it wasn't a play ramp. You either could ride it or you couldn't. How did that influence? Because obviously you're skating at that time, Johnny. You guys were just all over killing that ramp. Yeah, it's what influenced, I think, Dennis to build a ramp like that, Kahuna, because we had the P-ramp before that, the fiberglass transition, kind of like the blue ramp, mm -hmm. but we would put two feet of extensions on top of the fiberglass, just major vert, and it went even 16 foot wide, you know, and we were just into it, and Dennis was like, I guess the guys around Orange Grove were building ramps, they were trying to get them big and stuff, and then Dennis just 
boom, built a kahuna and we're just like, whoa, this is right, it. Right. So we went from there, you know, and then it kind of, kind of evened out. We went major bird for a long time. And then, you know, the hurricane, he built a hurricane, which was like the perfect medium. You well, know? I understand that he built the hurricane at the slight, the half a foot lower height because it was the NSA standard and that the kahuna was still gnarly for everybody. So they kind of kept it at that NSA height. Which is weird because now all the ramps are 13 and 14 feet tall. Yeah, exactly. like They're even bigger. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah, and who's, who, NSA wasn't supposed to be making the rules anyway. No. They don't make the rules. He does make the rules. And Nikki, you mentioned to me twice that you've got some stories. You got some story about Johnny that we want to know that he doesn't know you know? I don't know. Uh, it's hard to uh, remember, but I think one time uh, Johnny introduced me to the pool skating because Ken uh, Fillion, he wanted to go take me to a pool. And I don't know if Johnny was there and it was like a gnarly little backyard pool and it was like going over the lamp. And I almost couldn't, I could maybe do a rock and roll if I was lucky or grind. I couldn't even grind, I think. It was the first time I skated a pool. So I was and more that like was, the, where ramp, was that? The, the ramp boy from Denmark. Yeah, was that in Houston? That right? was in Houston. Remember that? Was it by chance the vagabond pool? I don't know. Oh, no, I think it was a small backyard. That's oh, a small backyard. So no, today, no it, it was probably that indoor pool. Yeah, that little indoor, like a rules San place. Felipe. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So Johnny and, and today, knew about it. Carrie, after breakfast, took me over for a little walk around the vagabond. Yeah, the vagabond is still, still there. there. It's buried. You oh, can walk buried? the coping, the slight coping, yeah. and walk around it. I saw it on Google Maps the other day, and they, you know, the the hotel's gone, but it's just an empty field right now. But in the photo, the the satellite photo, you can see the outline of the pool. That'd be a lot of digging. That I know. Be. I was like, we're gonna go look at this, and we just ran around there. I'm like, I think we could dig it up. That's what the groms are for. Yeah. But, I mean, that pool's big. That would be a lot. Yeah, it was just if you're cool because kids, go dig it up. Well, it's just cool because as far as Texas lore. You you talk about the Vagabond, you talk about 34th and Mills Miracle Bowl, and it was just one of those. And obviously there's epic footage. I don't know if you ever got to skate this particular pool, Nikki, but... It was, was it the, the bigger, bigger one with the... The graffiti it, all yeah, over it? it. Super wide. It had two shallow ends, yeah, yeah. so it looked I, like I a might clover. have been there once. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. It just had the best transitions, and it was really smooth plaster. It wasn't gritty at all. It was so big, you lose speed, go anywhere you're going. Yeah. <laughs> so, Johnny, you don't remember this, maybe, but uh, when Team Love San Marcos in probably 87 or 88, I took my Pontiac Landau and with uh, Brett Anderson, maybe, and we picked up you, Fred Smith, and a power edge photographer at an airport in San Antonio, drove you to a demo that had a... 10 foot wide ramp in the parking lot, 10 foot wide and a channel on one side. Oh my God. 10 foot wide and it had, a, it had the split PVC coping. Oh my. And then after that, it wasn't we, the plexiglass one. No. And yeah. then after that, we skated the Selma Ditch, which is no longer. And it was the weekend of the street contest at the Austin Music Hall. Yes, I remember that. I've got a Austin. picture of you doing a big, uh, you know, ramp to wall ride, like yeah. freaking high up. Dude, I, with your Alva, mm -hmm. obviously your hair flowing, but you're getting your street on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with my beret. I had my beret on. I don't think you had a beret. I'm not sure if that was the case. Oh, I but... remember that era. I remember the beret. Yeah, oh. the Monica Lewinsky era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a raging party the night before, and Fred Smith was doing his whole drunken um, 
uh, chain in his nose and mouth and showing off the and brain. Doing, blossing the brain and doing all that oh, stuff. It was man. a crazy fucking time. Those party was crazy. It was crazy time. Uh, it's got cancer for sure now. It's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the famous photo of the chainsaw wild bill pads with you and Fillion and everybody in there. Is that Hubert? In the mask? Yes, that's Hubert, and that's Neil Blender laying down. Not Jeff Phillips, Neil Blender. Oh, yeah, it was Blender on the Blender. ground. That's Blender laying on the ground. Blender was not in that photo? Wow. Blender he is Jeff's is not. in that photo. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jeff's not in that photo. Yeah, no, he's no, not. No, he's not. I don't think he is, no. Nope, Jeff, because that would all happen in Houston. That's like one of those trips like GNS would do, like with Nikki and Neil Blender would just show up at the airport. Well, he, like, he, we know he we'd loves have to go Texans. pick him up and he would just hang out with us for a couple of weeks. And I remember I, he would be, came in, flew in. We're like, I had a broken ankle this one time. Oh, that's a whole other story how that <laughs> happened. But we picked him up at the airport. And we went to Cecil's in Corpus. We drove in my mom's Cadillac. He just Was this been in 1983? Around there, I just yeah. got a floppy disk of photos from Big Ryan that I'm getting digitized of that contest. Yeah, it was, so we went there and wrote see it. You. And Neil loved it and everything. Oh, drove man. him back. It's like he just hanging out because he just wanted to see what was going on, you know, with us. Did he Neil loved like, it. He did it three or four times, you know. Neil liked Texas, but did he have a thing about tall skaters? Because you, Johnny, uh, Phillips, Wilkes, all you guys are tall. <laughs> it was, it's got to be in the water. I don't know. Yeah, man, that's just how they grow them here. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's good, exactly. man. So, Tony Hawk is tall as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mentioned the Wild Bill thing. You guys got a little comment, a little story about Wild Bill? Well, you know, he used to always come out to the Kahuna, you know, and he would be sitting there. First thing he had were these wrist wrist guards with big mohair on them. That Craig long. wore. No, well, no. first we're like, he's like, hey, you guys want to try these out? We're like, get away, you know, we're like <laughs> mohair wrist guards. We didn't really know, you know, who he was. He was just a guy hanging out with weird wrist guards. And then he kept try forcing them on us and Ken or someone, some of us go, man, if you want to make anything safety, make some good knee pads, man. We need some knee pads. He'd go away for about a week or two and come back. There are the knee, he'd have these knee pads. We'd try them on. Ken would talk him up and Todd tell him what to do. And he kept coming back till he had a finished product. And we're like, well, okay, man, just check these out. And that was pretty much it, how it was born. That's why he called it Pro Design. Right. He just kept giving, right, him, right, right, just right. giving him tips and he kept coming back, you know, trying them. And there you go. That's how it happened. And at one point, uh, Pro Design was like a, a product you couldn't get around the world, but we saw these pads and they look really good and uh, we, everyone wanted to get them. And I got a story that one time I was leaving uh, Houston and it was the last day, it was a Sunday. And Wild Bill, I think he picked me up and uh, we went to this house and he uh, sold me a pair of elbow pads yeah. and it was like a, a player of... Uh, uh, cowboy, uh, what do you call the jeans? Uh, the denim, 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 and, uh, and, denim. and then with orange, and orange on the inside. <laughs> and I, I wrote these knee, these elbow, and I didn't even get knee pads. And say, oh, we take that, we do that later, and next time we have more time. Right. And then I wrote these uh, elbow pads for over 20 years until the Velcro couldn't even uh, go on. They and, last. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was really nice. Yep. He's he's bragged about that. Like he'll point out on the X Games, like. Bob Burnquist is wearing my my elbow pads. Right, right. Well, again, we're at the banger in the hangar container. I just noticed that I have to go start some festivities in a minute. So uh, a quick, I know you can't, it's not a quick story. 
but something about Jeff Phillips. The way he trained, the way he, I mean, got ready to go skate the ramp and everything was a two liter bottle of Pepsi and a rope of nerds. That's what he ate. <laughs> that was it. All sugar. Yep, all sugar. There was no stopping him after that. I'll bet. I remember one time in 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 Arizona, we went to this NSA contest and a uh, new new blender and uh, and uh, Jeff Phillips and uh, Ken Phillips and were hanging out, you know, and it was kind of a mysterious about Ken Phil- uh, Jeff Phillips because he he won a contest, you know, he just won the one of the big ones, you know, and uh, he was right, really good. So uh, yeah. Well, and they they came over to Europe, or no, you were I was over at here? the same hotel, but there was some mysterious oh. about them. You know, they were just hanging out at the hotel, and then I saw, yeah, see that later. That's funny. That's good stuff. Well, guys, uh, we're gonna definitely have to do this, especially for you, Johnny, because we talk about Texas history. But Nikki, you love Texas, and we appreciate that. We always feel. I mean, I saw you back at the skate park in Houston, coming over and skating in those contests. I think you were with Powell, maybe at that time. Yeah, uh, first for GNS until 90, and then from 90 to uh, on, it was your power. So all that part of the history, and we're just super stoked that you guys stopped by for a few minutes, and we'll have more of this. So, you know, thank you guys for coming on the Won't Shut Up and Skate podcast, and you know what? Have a good time. All right. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks guys. Yeah. The future's up to you.